and welcome to the Netball Nation podcast. As always, I'm your host, Emma Louise Jones, and this week I'm joined as usual by the one and only Max. Hello, everyone. How are we, Max? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. All good. You're looking well. You're looking well. And, and yourself. Do you know? Oh, thank you very much. We've got off to a right good start here. And do you know what? We couldn't keep her away. Producer Kate is back with us this week. It's good to have you. Thank you for having me back. Great it's, to be here. It's nice to have you. And we're also going to have a very jet lagged Sarah on the phone later on. Later on in the show, we're going to get her on to have a chat with us. Welcome to Netball Nation. Now, we've got another busy one for you and we're going to start with the Lionesses and although their World Cup campaign has sadly come to an end, we're going to chat about the impact their performances have had on the nation. It's been incredible. We're also going to catch up on all of the Netball World Cup news as the teams are now underway and their final training camp preparations and we'll be sharing our chats with Rose's Vice Captain Jade Clark and Chrissy Feist from Vitality UK. Can't wait for you to hear those. They were good, weren't they? <laughs> oh, it was a fabulous day, wasn't it? It really was. We're still uh, excited, aren't we? <laughs> I know, we're still <laughs> Yeah. Has it been like two weeks and we're still buzzing yeah. off that? It was so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And producer Kate has bought in. If you listened to last week's episode, you'll know that I was buzzing over the free water bottles that we got with Vitality on them. And producer Kate's bought us in today. Yeah, I thought we'd all have them. I've got to say, you've both let the side down. I have, I have. Hang on, let me just run to the car. <laughs> yes, and tell, tell us why it's so good. Because I thought it had got hot in the car because it's, you know, travelled yep. over across Leeds and it, the water in it's still really cold. Amazing. So I am, I'm just in awe of the bottle. I mean, that alone just made the day, didn't it? Uh, yeah. Never mind everything else. It's a freebie. It is a freebie, it's a freebie. We love it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, can't wait to share those chats with uh, Jade Clark and Chrissy Feist with you later. Finally, we're going to be catching up with our very own jet setter, Sarah Bayman. And to make sure we're the Rose's eighth man next week, we've got a little netball chant competition for both Sarah and Mags. I genuinely can't wait for this, Mags. You've been oh. given the nod. Are you all right doing this? Oh, I can, I can wait. All, all I'm going to say is, <laughs> make sure you've got your voice warmed up, okay? La, 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 la. <laughs> I mentioned it to her yesterday, so she hasn't slept <laughs> in, in anticipation. <laughs> Oh, we've got all that to look forward to. Now, unfortunately, ladies, we're not going to be chatting about the Lionesses securing a World Cup final place as they were knocked out of the semi-final earlier this week by the best team in the world at the moment, the USA. Uh, So let's chat about the game. Now, unfortunately, it wasn't to be for England uh, as they had a goal disallowed and missed a late penalty in their 2-1 defeat to the USA. What did you both make to the game? Well, personally, I just thought, what? What a showcase for, yeah. for for female sport. Forget the fact that it was football, just female sport. And gutted for the Lionesses. But they were taking on the world, you know, champions. It was almost like the final that was played. And I just thought, if they can get over this hurdle, that gold medal's theirs. Sadly, not to be. The controversy wasn't there with the disallowed goal. Mm. Um, I don't sit here professing to know all about the offside rule. But the video <laughs> ref said that uh, one of the players was offside. So, and that was a stalking goal. Yeah. And then the sending off as well, down yeah. to, ten, to 10 people. Persons, women. <laughs> um, but super, super proud of them. And you know, the fact that even though they were so distraught at the end of it, what they have done for female sport in general is, is priceless. Absolutely. You know, it's worth it. Any, well, they might not think this, but I think it's worth more than any medal. Um, you know, it's changed people's perceptions, number one, of female sport. It's changed people's perceptions of females playing football. Yeah. Um, I know Sarah might have something to say about because she's an ex-footballer. Um, you know, it's got the country behind them. The viewing figures. Well, was, the last night's game, it was 11.7 million people total, watched it alone. So That's the most, isn't it, for yeah, any, for any anything yeah. this year? Yeah. So they were saying across all the games, 
20 odd million plus yeah. you know viewers which means you've got to have a, a male demographic in there somewhere that's been watching as well Absolutely. oh yeah definitely you've seen all over social media that men and women have been getting on board with it and I actually think that one of the great things is now people have stopped comparing it to the men's game yeah. people yeah. are now more going right this is the girl the, the women playing it's a game on its own it was like do you know what I really liked it was like a party atmosphere yesterday yeah. wasn't it leading up to the game which like never got that for women's football you know a few years ago um, and I was like really excited about the game. I, w- I was out coaching last night actually, so I caught mm. the back end of it. And um, yeah, when when I, as soon as I got out my coaching, checked on BBC the score, and then got in. You know, my boyfriend said, "Oh, they've missed a pen. This has happened. This has happened." Like really excited and behind yeah. it. And yeah, pe- seeing people, you know, out with the flags, cheering, so saying, good. singing, it's coming home. Like people really, really got behind it and loved that. And now that because obviously it's a professional game for the women they're getting paid for this and they are able to do this professionally um we've seen them get to such a good stage what do they need to work on now to ensure that they're getting those wins and securing the best places I think um, the USA haven't have, have had that professional option for a lot yeah. longer. So I think, like we spoke about with uh, Fever's game last week, putting things into perspective. You know, let, let's look at the bigger picture of this. Where is the sport heading? Um, it was quite interesting listening to the panelists last night after the game, talking about being really honest and really debriefing that game, yeah. kind of properly and, and looking at those areas of improvement. You know, not sounding negative at all. I think there were times when England kind of gifted possession to the USA and. Yeah a team of that quality you just can't afford to do that you're going to get punished and they did um so i think yeah really going through that debrief process looking at kind of the future how do they make small gains over that time and yeah it's really exciting for the future i mean if you make the comparison with um, netball yeah. they were saying that the footballers have hit the same wall as netball had hit for quite some years you know always managing to get to that third fourth position yeah. not quite being able to get over the wall and, and make it to the final and then look what happened last year with the commonwealth games mm-hmm. you know they they found that magic and by whatever means they got over that wall and absolutely smashed it and then came away winners. So I know that Phil Neville will go away. You know, he's a professional. He's ex- extremely experienced. He'll go away and I'll analyse it and they'll come back and they'll come back stronger. Because he's, yeah. been, he's been with them about 18 months now, hasn't he? It's a short period of time, really, yeah. isn't it, so for a manager? Got, got more time to build with them. And I think I, I read something about them being more tactically astute now and kind of even potentially more tactically aware than the, the American side. So, yeah, great things ahead of them. Well, um, they've got the Europeans coming up in two years' time or something like that. Yeah, so, so it'll be know. interesting to see that and how they've yeah. progressed. Absolutely, absolutely. So with that in mind then, do we think the USA are going to be the winners of the World Cup? <laughs> do you know, I think it's it's probably nailed on now. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it, that They needed too. beating last night yeah. and then I think England would have taken the glory. But no, I think USA have got it now. They probably are going to be the winners. Yes. Yeah. Do you yeah. know that? what though? We salute the Lionesses. Well done. Great campaign and 11.7 million viewers last night. That is saying something. So congratulations to them. Yeah. We backed you all the way. Uh, right, let's get even more excited about the World Cup. We're just over a week to go until the first centre pass and we've seen all over social media this week that the England Roses have all been reunited as the Suncorp athletes have arrived in the UK. Now, this is incredible. It's been, Mm. I've seen it everywhere. You can just tell they're so excited, can't you, to be back together? Yeah. And that's got to be a good feeling for them. Oh, it's going to be amazing. I mean, because they've been split, you know, other side of the world, most of them, and yet they're so close. I know they've been communicating by social media and what have you, but for Tracy Neville to actually have her squad in one place all together and fit, you know, 
it, it must be amazing for her and the girls. We've spoken to them and they seem very relaxed and calm about it, didn't they, the other week when we were talking to them. But do you think now, now that they're all together and it's starting to build momentum, is this where the nerves kick in at this point? Well, if we go by what we saw, you know, last week or the week before, they will have no nerves because they have the belief that they are a group of individuals who have got it right and they're peaking just at the right time and they're ready. None of those girls look nervous. You've got you've got some real experienced players coming over to join the squad now as well, so they're not going to allow that to happen, I don't think. They're going to come over, bring those calm heads, all that knowledge that they're bringing over from Suncorp and that kind of high intensity of training. I'm going to bring those into the, the training group sessions now. So And plus the belief, you know, yeah. this where they've had years and years and years of always being, like we said, the bridesmaids. They know what it feels like to win. Yeah, to be a front runner now. Yeah. And that's, that's a buzz for they're them. Not being, they are being chased. They're not chasing anybody at the moment. They are the team to beat because of the crown that they wear at the moment. We said how calm and they, they were when we spoke to them. They've been through this process before and now they've been through the whole process as a winning process. Yeah. So like to get the Commonwealth gold, there was the end product after all that hard work. So they're just going through the mo I say going through the motions, I'm sure they're not, I'm sure they're working really hard. <laughs> <laughs> but but they're going they've done it before. They're they know going, what it feels yeah, like. They know what it takes, they know what it feels like. So yeah, they're just going through all that again, all that preparation's getting nailed on. And I'm genuinely really, really excited to see what they can put out next Friday against Uganda. You and it, everyone else, I think. Mm. It's going to be a really tough game, actually. And I saw. I, well, it is, because, I mean, if you think about it, you've probably got the best goalkeeper in the world yeah. up against, arguably, you know... Peace. Peace Prescrovia, who mm. has been playing out of her skin yeah. in Suncorp, you know, and she has got better stats and has played better than Seabass, who people may say is the best goal shooter. Well, I I don't agree with that. I I'd think say on form at the on moment. On form, Peace is just on fire. Even yeah. the fact that we're speculating all of this right now, though, shows that it's going to be an exciting, it's going to get off exciting in an exciting way, isn't it? Yeah. I just know where I'll be next week, Friday. Please, nobody ring me. Don't come knocking <laughs> on my door. Amazon, leave it in the green bin. <laughs> if you don't turn up here either, we know why, at least, don't we? <laughs> this, this is like the anticipation that's building, which yeah. is fantastic. I've, I've got um, a very important family 30th birthday and I've asked for <gasps> Sky Record to be on for that game so I can get back and watch it. Um, Has that gone down all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was completely expected in our family forum WhatsApp. So yeah. <laughs> oh, you see, that's not fine. acceptable, Kate. <laughs> you see, what sacrifices are you making for your sport? Yeah. Send yeah. the card yeah. and watch it live. <laughs> Do you know what? I feel like you and a lot of people are going to be in that situation as well. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of parties having the World Cup on. Now, we've also previously mentioned the training matches taking place in Manchester over the next week. And last night saw Manchester Thunder take on Jamaica. It was the Sunshine Girls who took the win 53-72. And as Thunder coach Karen Gregg suggested when we spoke to her a couple of weeks ago, she used the opportunity to get her whole squad some game time. So how beneficial is it for some of her younger players to get that kind of exposure and play against a completely different style of play? with what Jamaica bring do you know what I wish I was still old enough to, young enough to play I'd <laughs> have been all over that yeah you would I mean Manchester uh, City Council how forward thinking have they been mm -hmm. let's just offer all these facilities let's make a bit of a showcase and let's be right Manchester are used to hosting big sporting events let's get Australia you know number one in the world you know let's get England you know up there at number two in the world and let's get the Sunshine Girls who are what are they number three in the world yeah you know who would have thought it Mm -hmm. And the fact that that spectacle's there, and plus girls can go and watch these games, because a lot of people have not been able to get tickets to get to the Netball World Cup to watch any of the games live. So to be that close to the Australians, to their home team, and to the Sunshine Girls, 
priceless. They, they boosted the um, venue, didn't they, to, so they could to accommodate more people. More people. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Did fantastic. They? Yeah, funded did they? So when we spoke to Karen, um, just kind of we had one, didn't we, a couple of episodes yeah. ago. It was originally in a smaller venue, and they moved it to a different venue so they could sell more tickets and get more people in to see exactly what you're saying. People who are missing out of World Cup games. Do we know what the capacity see. is? Because it'd be interesting to know that because I Where bet it's quite a lot. Right, right, right Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. So is it about about nine hundred a thousand a normal day? Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Having played there, I'm guessing. <laughs> I mean, that's good for everyone. And you're right. That is really forward thinking of Manchester yeah. to think, right, we're going to do this. We're going to make sure that we own this. Uh, I imagine Jamaica would have used that match as well to look at some of their different combinations ahead of their upcoming group games. How useful is it to review different options in a match environment rather than just trying to figure it out when you're in training? Yeah, it's different, isn't it? It's just coming up against different opposition, different challenges that they're going to need to overcome and figure things out on court. Whereas when you're trying to do that in a training environment, you all kind of know each other, know how each other plays. Yeah, you, so can't, you, you can't, can't recreate yeah. a match environment when you're playing against each other. No. I guess you need to play against opposition that don't quite know what you're going to do and so you can then try your tactics, technical stuff out on them. I imagine it's an element of the unpredictability of the opposition, that you don't know them well enough to know exactly what they're going to do. So it's a good way to scope that out. Yeah, and the West Indian style of play is completely different to any other style. They're very athletic, it's quite aerial, you know, and they're physical. Yeah. You know, they will knock you over and not even look back to I see if you're okay. But it's a bit daunting, isn't it, coming up against them? It's awesome. <laughs> Max <laughs> loves it, don't you? Love a bit of physicality, don't you, Max? <laughs> right. Indeed. In terms of squad news, interestingly, the Silver Ferns have opted to bring both Katrina Raw and Michaela Sokolic Beetson to Liverpool after Raw strained her calf in their training camp and is 50-50 whether she'll be given the all clear fitness-wise. Do you think that's unsettling for the side if they've still got a decision to make regarding the final 12? I don't think it will be unsettling because um, Michaela's had a great season this season in the ANZ. You know, she was there or thereabouts as a possible um, yeah. selection for the national team. Uh, Katrina Rory will be gutted because she has been phenomenal this season for her team uh, in ANZ. I think it sort of tells you that, you know, that Nolene's been prepared to bring an injured player. That's what the telling thing about it is. So does that mean... She's there or thereabouts, and this 50-50 this is just a little bit of media hype. Mm. Or is she really that bad? I don't know she would bring a player that doesn't stand a chance of recovering because it's a wasted place. Yeah, could it be tactical that, you know, we don't actually know the final kind of combinations oh. that they're putting out? Curveball. Uh, yeah, we just thrown it out there on Netball Nation, aren't we? I, I didn't think of that. I was thinking, oh, you know, um, it is a bit unsettling. Like, And I've been following that, kind of waiting for the confirmation of whether she's mm. fit, whether she's not fit. And there's still not that you know, clear consensus. Un who do so. we think unsettling to who, though? Opposition or the team itself? You see, I don't think the opposition will be bothered. You know, the big teams are not going to be bothered. No, no, not being I was thinking, to I was the thinking more New Zealand, yeah, yeah actually, because yeah. not knowing their set units yeah. and their combos and stuff, if there's still a bit of doubt in there. But I suppose that's that's all things that they can iron through in the training camp well, on this kind of next week's build-up. So. It'll be interesting to see whether she does make a recovery in time, won't it? We'll, yeah. We'll be keeping an eye on that. Yeah. Uh, also, when we caught with Dan Ryan a couple of weeks ago, he mentioned that Netball Northern Ireland needed to make some decisions because of injuries in the squad. And this week, they've confirmed that Lisa Bowman, who sustained a serious ankle injury, uh, has been replaced by Nolene Armstrong. Uh, devastating for Lisa, obviously. We wish her a speedy recovery. Absolutely. Um, but do you think we're going to hear more runs uh, news like that as squads continue to train hard in the run-up to the competition? Yeah. 
yeah, we well, we have spoke about this, haven't we? About the importance of the mm. training group and those kind of reserve players that are there or thereabouts. I do think there'll be some call-ups. Um, there's, there's probably players that have come over and they've got niggles and obviously they're not being reported by the teams. Um, physio could probably keep quite a close eye on them. <laughs> but yeah, going into such an intense competition where games are going to be, you know, won by the one goal, players need to be fighting fit. So if there is a kind of injury worry, I think those decisions will have to be made kind of back end of next yeah. week and... Yeah, they'd, they'd go for fitness over, you know, a, a kind of worry, wouldn't they? Yeah, and and these practice games that they're having, that you know, like the ones yeah. we were talking about in Manchester, they don't go at 60% when they're no, playing. No. They, no. You know, these girls have to go full tilt, 100%, and with that comes the possibility of injuries, but that could happen at any time. Is it the Quad Series Seabass got injured? Yeah. And then she was playing, playing against Thunder in a practice game, wasn't it? Spot on, yes. correct. So, you know, practice game or not, they play for real because yeah. the coach demands it and they demand it of themselves. And injuries are just a factor of the game. It's like a minefield for them, isn't it? Trying to play hard, do the best, but also go, I really don't want to get injured. Yes. But you can't have that on your mind. No. If you've mm. got that on the mind, that's when you do You're right. get injured. You're right. Yeah. Um, well, are you ladies aware of any other squads with injuries at all? I'm not. It'd be interesting to see if Sarah's picked up anything on the grapevine yeah. from being over in Oz. So it'd be good to get her thoughts on it. I know um, Jamaica, there was a couple of players like... Not, not quite well, sure. I'm just trying to think, what is it now? The goal shooter. Yeah. That was played. That yeah. That, no, no. The goal shooter that plays for Magpies. Because she Shamil, was. Shamila Shamila Shamil, Shamil, <laughs> There you go. <laughs> we'll we go five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she'd been selected, hadn't she, for the Jamaican squad. And then she withdrew with an injury. But yet she was still playing her netball out in Australia. And there was the, Why know. is that? Well, I don't know. It was a bit of a conspiracy theory. Was it because she knew the competition she was up against for the goal shooter position because you've got two big girls that play that position already one of them being the Jamaican captain was it about just looking after her thinking well she's still exceptionally young you know she'll get her time again we won't put her body through it and we'll just let her rest through the summer who knows um I think it was it was like a it's like a chronic back injury I believe that means traveling and kind of putting that extra strain on, on her body would really affect her for like a domestic campaign I think that's a decision that was made and it wouldn't be in the athlete's best interest. Oh, well, we'll stick to that then, shall we? We'll go with that yeah. one. Mm -hmm. But lots of conspiracy, th conspiracy theories coming out. There are. You heard it at Netball Nation first. But fingers crossed for no more injuries. We don't want that. Do we, we don't want it. We want the girls to go and have the experience that they've been working so hard for for the last four years. Absolutely. Moving on to the Roses then. Uh, as we spoke about last week, myself, Mags and Kay were very lucky to be invited to the Vitality World Cup launch event in Liverpool. And as promised, we're going to play you a couple more of the chats that we managed to have during the day. So first up, we were delighted to catch up with Rose's vice captain, Jade Clark, who's going to be playing in her fifth world championship and adding to her 161 caps. That's incredible, isn't it? You see, it? that's 20 years, isn't it? I 20 years at the top. Yeah. Can I be honest? She doesn't look old enough. No, she don't, does she? I was, I was looking What's at her What's she going, using? What moisturiser is she that, using? That was, I wanted that to be one of my questions, but time ran out. <laughs> I said I've just been uh, reading Jeeva's new book um, and she mentions like that Commonwealth Games in 2002 and I think that's when Jade made her England debut as well. So like you're thinking back then to 2002 wow. and the career she's had since mm. then still going like fantastic. And you've got the likes of Fran Williams in there who we had a chat with and we played that out on last week's episode. Um, and obviously 21 years of age going into her first World Cup. How beneficial is it going to be for her playing alongside the likes of Jay Clark? 
Oh, it's huge. It's absolutely huge because the learning that she will get from just being part of that environment. You know, there was those girls who think, I don't want to go and just sit on the bench or I don't want to be the person that's just bringing the water on. It's not like that at that level. And she will be in and amongst it all. And what better mentors and what better uh, teachers to have than people that have been there and done it so many times. They know every trick and they know exactly how to work their way out of issues, problems and how to win. The thing, like the players um, who are going to be sat potentially on the bench, they're not going to just be sat there and not then offering anything constructive to the team. So they'll be watching the girls that are on court, giving them constructive feedback, helping support, you know, any tweaks that needs to, need to be made. As you're sat off, you can see a lot more, can't mm. you? So you get perspective on it. Yeah. It, you have it, to stay engaged, don't you? The yeah. fact that you're on the bench doesn't mean that you're not engaged and you're not part of it because you are. No, they're still a big part of the team and they've got a role to play, haven't they? So. Absolutely. They're still, they're helping them play. Yeah. Uh, Do you know what? If you think about it, Fran Williams probably wasn't even born <gasps> when Jade played yeah. her first. Nearest, damn it, I bet it was in the same year. Wow. Sorry, Jade. You do, Netball Nation <laughs> listeners, you do the maths and work out if Mags is right. I think you might be. Mm. That's scary, that. Yeah, sorry, Jade. <laughs> uh, right, then let's hear what Jade has to say about the team's World Cup prep and how she feels about going into the competition as potential favourites. So, Jay, thank you so much for joining us. Firstly, how does it feel going into your fifth World Cup and getting to that play? That needs a cheer. Play- needs a cheer. Yay! <laughs> I get to play in front of a home crowd as well. Epic, that is. It makes me feel slightly old, but really happy. I'm just mature happy. is yeah, the word, mature. mature. But yeah, I'm happy that I've hung in there like to get to play at home in the Northwest. All my family and friends can come and watch. It's, I mean, a home World Cup is the best feeling anyway, but to have it like near your hometown is just the pinnacle. Well, for you as well, you've seen netball go right the way through and it's almost it's, it's peaking you know it's everywhere that must be a great thing for you yeah a great thing for me the team and just everyone that plays netball everyone in the netball community that's been working so hard over so many years and fighting the good fight and now we're just seeing it on so many media channels i mean to have it on bbc and sky and so if you can't get to a game you can watch it at home and you awesome don't, yeah you yeah, don't have to get awesome. up at four in the morning this time you can watch it <laughs> in a nice lovely uh, time there's a lot to be said for that though isn't it because i know a, a netball nation We've discussed quite a lot about the fact that the media coverage, and it's great because we heard from Tamsin. She said that it's going to be live. It's going to be live streamed. So basically. It is accessible for everyone, and that is huge for you guys, isn't it? Yeah, it's huge, and it's what we've always wanted. And a lot of people ask me, like, oh, are you feeling the pressure? All eyes are going to be on you. But this is what we've wanted and what we've worked for for so long. So I just like, I'm just enjoying it now. This is what we've wanted and what so many people have worked for. Yeah, absolutely. Jade, let me ask you because, you know, Fifth World Cup, you'll have seen some massive changes over the course of these World Cups. Can you pinpoint one or two things that have changed from the start of your journey? to where we are now. Yeah, I think one thing that's remained constant for me with the England team is the belief. We've always known that we could do it. So that's one thing that stayed the same. and then I think one thing that's different is like the support we're getting. Like now we're in a full-time program, we can spend more time together as a team. And I think that's something we probably didn't have at, at the start. And, that, and I think it's really made a difference in that years, years of hard work. Tracy putting in, in that work to get us all together, to, to have more funding. That's another thing that's changed so we can do it full-time. I mean, when I first started, pretty much everyone was full-time students at full-time jobs and now we've just got that luxury of just spending like all day every day together <laughs> sometimes it's a bit mm, too much all day yeah. every day <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that support and that funding and the time spent together is something that's really changed so do you think that's what it, the, the the factor is because you say you've always had the belief yeah. and I absolutely believe that um is it the full-time program then do you think that's made that difference because believing it and actually doing it two different things yeah 
but now you've done it. Yeah, now I've done it. And then I think it's meant that people that are coming into the programmes, like people like Beth Cobden, when she hit the court international, she was ready to go because she'd, she'd had that training and had that experience. So, I mean, we've always had great players, great experienced players, but it just meant it accelerated that readiness for those young people coming in. And now we've just got a great mix of youth and experience. And what's the feeling like in camp going in as potential favourites now for the World Cup? How does that, how does that affect your training? Um, I think we try and keep everything pretty consistent um, we'll take a lot from what we did last year at Commonwealth Games we took it you know it's a cliche but we took it game by game we we didn't look too far ahead with the game plan it was all about looking at beating your next opponent and winning every game and then you kind of look back and think oh we went through that whole tournament unbeaten and you kind of don't think of it as a whole you just think of every stage every process and and we'll take a lot of confidence for how we went into that final we went into it not really feeling any pressure we saw it as an opportunity rather than a threat we thought right we're here what can we do like all the pressures on Australia so trying to keep that mindset and not letting that pressure set in. Well, you're definitely all very relaxed and also very humble, but it would be good to do the double, wouldn't it, and win? Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> I always thought throughout my career, like, I just want to get a gold medal, and I thought, well, when I get that gold medal, I'll just retire and just drop everything. Mm-hmm. But, and then you, you want more. Now, I want, want more. more. Now it's like, can we, can we do it again? Can we do something that's never been done before? And that creating history is something that really drives us. Definitely. Well, Jade, best of luck. Thank you so much for speaking to us here at Netball Nation. And we all wish you the best of luck, oh, don't absolutely. we? Absolutely. We do. We're all going to be behind you. Go Thank well, you. Jade. Oh, that was so good, wasn't it? It was such a lovely chat that we Mm. had with her. And she just reiterated what all the other girls said, that we are calm, we are ready, and we we just want to get out there going. Yeah, I I really like that Jade has seen netball progress and netball Mm -hmm. change, and that's what she spoke about, didn't she? The difference to, like, you know, back in 2002 to, like, the hype and the excitement around it now. Um, it's, It's great that she's seen kind of both stages of netball. I think she can really appreciate why it's so good right now because yeah. I think you're right. When she's seen it, like you said, was it 2002? Yeah. When she's seen it progress in that many years, in 17 years, that must be a wonderful feeling for her. Well, it is, and she's also experienced, you know, from the, um, the domestic stuff locally in England as her career and as she's progressed she's been across the pond as well so mm-hmm. she's experienced the netball in New Zealand she's experienced the netball in Australia in the, the the best league in the world and she's come back now it's just done full circle and it almost feels just about right for this world championships for her to come away a winner and then she'll have some decisions to make about her own netball career yeah good for her And best of luck to you, Jade, and all of you, all of the roses. Right, moving on. You might remember last week that we spoke about Vitality's new We Are Rising campaign, where basically they've pledged to support 100 new level one coaches for every 100 goals scored throughout the World Cup. Now, we were really lucky to be able to sit down and hear more from Chrissy Fife, who is the brand director at Vitality UK. Here's what she had to say about the Roses partnership and their vision for the future. Chrissy, we've heard today about the partnership with Vitality and we know that it's been an ongoing thing for you guys. You articulated it really well earlier, why you chose Netball. Can you just explain that for the Netball Nation listeners again? Of course I can. So from a Vitality perspective, we're in business just to help more people get healthier, help them get active, get involved in sport. And we do that actually by being involved and partnering with a number of different sports, whether that's running or football or rugby. But you know what? We're especially proud of our partnership with Netball. Uh, we've had the partnership for four years now, and long may it um, continue. And it's been a brilliant partnership for us for a number of reasons, because 
what we've been able to do is help encourage more women and girls to get involved in netball by supporting the Back to Netball programme. Our investment has also gone some way to help funding that professional layer of uh, professional uh, netballers to allow more women to make a career out of playing netball. And that in itself also goes some way to help support and drive better performance on the court for Vitality Roses to do something incredible like picking up the gold at the Commonwealth Games last summer. And that also has been great for us because more people have watched the sport because as uh, Vitality Roses have been more successful, millions of people start to tune in and watch this incredible sport that is netball. And when more people are tuning in and following and being fans, more of those people also just get inspired to get involved, to participate, to say, you know what, perhaps I'll just try and put on a pair of trainers and get involved in a local uh, community netball club, just get involved at that grassroots level. And so for us, trying to help people get healthier from a netball perspective, it's been the full package, a full sort of 360 approach for us to be able to really make a positive impact for our investment to go a long way towards making a difference right at the elite end of the game, but really importantly also just to unlock more opportunities for participation at grassroots level. Definitely, and I know Mags, you were so excited, weren't you, about the announcement today about the funding for oh, coaches? Absolutely, because um, we were talking about the cost of these courses, you know, for the, the level one yeah. uh, coaching course, the, the cost should not be a barrier and it has been previously so I think it's phenomenal for, for people wanting to be coaches to have that that leg up so they can just get on and do what they want to do. That's fantastic to hear and you know we work really closely with England Netball just to understand how it was that we could make a difference how it was that we could continue to build on the the, the legacy um, and and sort of really create some and continue to build on the momentum that we've already created over the last few years. And for us, coaching was just a brilliant opportunity when we arrived there. And you're, you're absolutely right. What we want to try and do is just remove as many barriers as there possibly are for women, for young girls to get involved in sport. And if cost and helping uh, uh, funding uh, coaching is one way that we can help unlock greater opportunity for more women to get involved in sport, in this fantastic sport of netball, then we were really excited about finding a way that we can make a difference. Do you know what struck me as well, Chrissy, is um, when you were chatting with the girls, it's clear that there's sort of a natural connection between you guys as well. So even on a personal level, what's it like for you to be a part of this? How inspiring is it for you? Do you know what? It's more than a job for me. It really is. I mean, I, I think you've hopefully got a good sense of almost the friendship and the yeah. fact that Vitality have been brought in to be part of the team. We really feel part and connected to the success of everything that we're all enjoying in terms of um, the Vitality Roses right through to the growth in participation. And I've got to give credit, you know, to England Netball, to Tracy, to the players, um, just for helping us feel that we are able to be part of this broader family that is netball. We absolutely love being involved. I personally love being involved. This is so much more than just a job. So I think the question is, Emma, has Chrissy played the game? Has Chrissy played the game? 
Um, not since school. Oh, not since school. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm so sure sorry, Chrissy mentioned back to netball as well, being okay, part of it all. Okay, okay, you've got me. <laughs> all right, I will. <laughs> I will go back to netball. Yes. yes. My pledge for the day. <laughs> well, we need and we need photographic evidence. Yes. Oh, okay. Come north, Chrissy. Come north. Come okay. to Leeds. All right. Well, we'll get you in the back to netball club, and we will. We will cover that on Netball yeah, Nation. It's a deal. In it's a deal. We'll, we'll get Chrissy on. Produ we'll oh, producer Nick, have you got that? <laughs> it's, it's in there, Chrissy. And then we'll get you on the Netball Nation show to come and join us and we'll have a chat about it, yeah? That'd be brilliant. My now, pleasure. Yes. <laughs> nice one, Max. Now, just finally, obviously, it would be great for you guys um, if, if England did win in the World Cup. But it'd be great for everyone. Everyone's looking for that. Yeah. Do you believe that they will? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> that's the right answer. Yes, I think that's all we need. Chrissy, thank you so much. Oh, she was lovely to chat to. And do you know what? I love Mags. You just went straight in there. <laughs> right, Chrissy, you're coming over. You're coming well, over here. I mean, Chrissy, lovely, lovely woman. Do you know, she spoke so passionately and, mm. and so eloquently about the brand and about, you know, the partnership with netball, with England netball and just netball in general. And I just thought, Chrissy, do you play? <laughs> yes. And it kind of caught on a bit of a back foot. I'm thinking, we're not having this. <laughs> you know, you need to feel what it is that you're part of. And I think she felt a little bit like trapped. Yes, yeah, she did. But so, Netball so. Nation listeners, if you want to ask anyone a question but you're not comfortable, just get our Max to ask. <laughs> She'll go straight in there for you. Poor thing. But it was great because actually, it's very easy to just see these kind of sponsors uh, and, and promoters and think, oh, that you know, it's a financial thing. But she had a real interest. She she cared. She was passionate, wasn't she, about netball, about seeing women's sport thrive, and about the the health side of it as well. It was really clear to see that she knew this was a great partnership. Yeah, she she really like she says we want to make a difference. We yeah. don't just want to be sat there and, you know, enjoying the fact that England Netball are having this success. We want to really be a part of it and really then impact at grassroots level. Which you know what what partners you see doing that? It's, it's amazing. Well, you don't, and I don't think that they realise just how impactive their sponsorship of these level one coaches is is gonna gonna be, yeah. and the impact it will have at the grassroots level for uh, coaches financially because there is a cost to doing these courses, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of the time that's the barrier that people say, I really want to be involved, but I just cannot afford it. Well, Vitality, thank you very much indeed, because you know, you probably will have, within this group of people that you're sponsoring, the next England coach maybe, mm -hmm. and you know, pat on the back, you know, you made that happen. Exciting, that is. Well, we want to say a huge thank you to all the players and to Chrissy for giving up their time to speak to us at Netball Nation. Make sure you tune in as well to next week's episode to hear what head coach Tracy Neville had to say to us ahead of the Roses' potentially history-making World Cup campaign. That's one you don't want to miss. It's good. She's she's great, <laughs> isn't she, Tracy? She's an absolute I, superstar. You pair, you were like old best mates reunited. Well, that's because we used to play. We played against each other. And, you know, like she talks about me being hard on her. She's super hard as well so don't be fooled by I bet you were as bad as each other weren't you you were loving it yeah probably it. <laughs> to see that what, what would people pay to see uh, Mags and Tracy reunited in that circle Ooh. do you know what I'll take all the money out of the Netball Nation kitty yeah, yeah that's what we'll do for that you need to pay for the taxi to the A&E <laughs> right it is time to talk chance
Now, Sarah, we have saved the best until last. Firstly, welcome back to the welcome UK. Home. We've Yay, so happy to be back in the UK. Oh, you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Although you do sound far too perky for a person who's just flown from the other side of the world, Sarah. No, well, it's it's the benefit of being able to sleep on a washing line, you know. You get, get a bit <laughs> kiff on these long flights. How, how was both yours and Stacey's time away from netball? Amazing. Yeah, it was so good. Like, just feeling like, you're in a bit of a different bubble instead of a netball bubble for a while was nice and yeah feeling refreshed now and hopefully ready to go again well now you're back we are absolutely beaming with pride that you're going to be part of the bbc's change the game coverage of the netball world cup so when does everything kick off for that and what's your schedule look like well obviously world cup kicks off 12th of july i'm up in liverpool from the 14th and from then on i think it's just full on you know um day on day just live coverage on BBC across all the platforms and if the Women's World Cup for football is anything to go by then um, I'm hoping viewer numbers are going to be massive and netball is going to be everywhere Fingers crossed and you're going to be contributing to that as well and if you've had a chance to catch up on last week's episode Sarah you'll have heard Rose's captain Serena Guthrie say that she and the team need you to bring the bants over social media during the World Cup <laughs> Are you going to do it? <laughs> Well, I, I'll try. I mean, I've I've been like pretty quiet on social media because, you know, having a bit of a break and a bit of downtime. So now I'm back and in World Cup, I'll try and like up the ante a bit and, you know, bring the banter and, you know, just keep it real. None of this PC stuff. Just tell it yes. how it is. <laughs> bring and, on the memes. Do you know what I mean? And do you know what, Sarah? Do you remember when you were at school and you used to have a word that you used to have to get into a sentence somewhere yeah. that, you know, that yes. nobody knew? I'm going to say Something send... ridiculous like porcupine or something. Yeah. You got it. I'm going to send you a word a day. <laughs> yeah. And you are going to have to get it into one of your commentaries somewhere. Oh, People are just going to think I'm losing my mind. Well, like, they know just, you're crazy anyway. Yeah, yeah, going on about absolute nonsense, talking about unicorns or something. Do you know what? We should play a game here on Netball Nation that if any of our listeners hear what they think the word is in your commentary, they send it to at my Netball Nation and say, we think we know what Mags told Sarah to say. Yes. Yeah, should we do that? Let's like do it. That. Yeah, let's go for it. Bingo. Right. Netball Nation bingo. <laughs> yes. Well, we've got a game for you before that, Sarah. So you've come back just at the right time. Uh, you might have heard us trying out on you Jeeva chant in the studio last week. Hey Jeeva, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my mind. Hey Jeeva, hey Jeeva, do you remember it? Did you listen? <laughs> yes, I did. Um, <laughs> good girl. Right, you're, you're going to be glad to hear that the brilliant Shalane, right, which I pronounced incorrectly last week, sorry Shalane, uh, she's been back in touch and she sent us a list of chants that we've got to give a go. There are quite a few, okay. so we're going to turn it into a bit of a game for you and Mags, okay? Okay. Here's how it works. I'm going to name the player and read out the song name and a bit of the song, and the first one of you to sing it back to me in the right tune wins a point, okay? Oh, oh God, right, now, okay, the singing involved, sure. I'm, 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 not, I'm not being mean on producer Kate, but she's already seen it, so you yeah, can't play this. I can't Sorry, play. Kate. It would be unfair. And I, also, I just, I just want to test Sarah's jet lag and put her on yes, the spot. So. this could be quite good fun. And, well, yeah, let's, let's see how, it, how I really feel. Go on. It might be tumbleweed, Sarah. <laughs> oh, you've got me for that. I'll start singing, don't worry. Right, some are harder than others, so I'll, I'll get you going with a nice, easy one, okay? So it's Joe Harton and the old footy chant, there's only one Joe Harton. There's only one oh. Joe Harton. There's yes! only one Joe Harton. One Joe Harton. There's only one Joe yeah, Harton. I love it. You know yeah! what? Well, there'd be cats crying somewhere. <laughs> well, 
Ding! <laughs> First point goes to Mags. So it's 1-0 to Mags, Sarah. Okay, next one is right. Chelsea Pittman and Unlimited's No Limits. And the words are Chelsea, Chelsea Pittman, Chelsea Pittman, Chelsea, Chelsea Pittman. Chelsea, Chelsea Pittman, yes. Chelsea Pittman. Yes! <laughs> yes! Chelsea Pittman! Yes, <laughs> that's good. That one. Ding! Mate, it's one all. Right, one all. Well done, Sarah. Uh, next one, guys. It's Helen Housby, and you are my sunshine. Words being, you are our Housby, our Helen Housby. You make us happy when skies are grey. <laughs> oh God, you are our Housby, our Helen Housby. Woo. You make me happy when skies are grey. Yes. <laughs> Ding. 2-1 to Mags there. Right, the next one is... Is, is there going to be like a, a brass band, you know, like there is at the football? Are we going to get that at the netball? Because I feel like you need a bit of music accompaniment for some of these. They're quite hard a cappella. We'll do, we'll do air trombone and saxophone, me and Kate, if you okay. like. Uh, right, we've got Serena Guthrie and Rule Britannia. Go Serena. Serena rules the court. England never, ever, ever shall be caught. Oh. In Rule Britannia. <laughs> Forgotten the word. Do you want a hint? Go, Serena, yeah. Serena rules the court. England never, never, never shall be called. Yes, Sarah. <laughs> so Amazing stuff. <laughs> right, that's two all. And uh, this is the decider then now. This is my personal favourite. Rachel Dunn and Joy Division's Love Will Tear Us Apart Again. And it's Dunn, Dunn Will Tear Us Apart Again. I can't even think of the tune for that you song. You can. Sarah. Is it oh, it's fairly it's slow. slow. Do you want? Do you want? Do you want um, a... Oh no, I'm, I'm stuck on this one. I'm not tuned enough for it. I don't think. Right, I'll give you a hint with my humming. Don't, don't tear us apart. See, I went to home, but was so different to yours. I, I stopped. Um, I don't think I was in tune. So well done, Max, for interpreting that correctly. That's yeah, three. I was like, there's something wrong with Emma. Like, I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> You've known that since January when we started working yeah, together, Sarah. Right, that's three, two, Max. You win the chant game. Oh, well gosh. done. Oh, congrats, oh, Max. No. I'm winning nothing. You win. <laughs> Correct. You win, a, you win a load of pride, Mags. Well done. And good singing, was it? Yeah. Kate? That was, was very good. Oh. The best was Mags is like, oh, no, I'm going to be terrible. First one, yeah, straight, straight in Straight in. Yeah, I loved I, it. I, I was just waiting for the chorus there. I thought you were going to carry on. <laughs> Mike was probably like doing a vocal warm-up before yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, we're doing, doing my stretches outside. Yeah, honey yeah. and lemon like, in that You one. know, like, like chucking my lager cans. Like, <laughs> all, you know, grade eight singing. <laughs> well, thank you again to the lovely Chalet for sending those in. Oh, uh, she actually told us that she came up with them when she couldn't sleep after a Saturday night out. Absolute legend. Awesome. Love that. Awesome. Uh, so if you've got any World Cup chant that you'd like to give us, us to give a go because uh, that was a great game I could do that every week no please we couldn't se- yeah we could <laughs> please do send it in and also if you've got any questions for Sarah Mags or Kate you can tweet us at MyNetballNation or drop us an email to hello at MyNetballNation.com and we'll make sure we cover them in next week's episodes ladies all three of you any shout outs before we wrap this up Kate can we ask Sarah the question actually while we've got her we were saying earlier weren't we about the um, any team news have you got any insider <gasps> yes. knowledge Sarah yes. we were saying if there's any injury updates to squads what can you share with us yeah. what on you know? the World Cup yes Um, I don't think I know anything that's not been public I, I saw like 
New Zealand are taking both Katrina Raw and Michaela Sokolich Beetson yeah. to England because um, her fit, fitness is 50 50. As far as I know, Nat Haythorn-Twake's fitness is still 50-50. I don't uh, think she's yeah. come through anything serious yet to, to be confirmed in, in the England team. And the Aussies, I mean, they all seem fit. So, um, no, I don't think I know anything. That's, that's what we've I'm covered. Oh, you, you've disappointed. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, it's good. <laughs> it's good. Down, Sarah. <laughs> what's, what's the point? What's the point of having me on this <laughs> No, it's good news because it's game on then, yeah, isn't right. it? Let's go. Yeah. No, that is good. So yeah, sorry. Yeah, sure. Uh, so there's nothing, there's no gossip at all that you can share with us in, in, in anything outside of injuries? Um, Gossip-wise, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, netball gossip's slow this time of year, isn't it? But um, no, nothing that I know of. I think everyone's just pumped for World Cup. Yeah, very um, exciting. Yeah, planning a World Cup parties. <laughs> yes, and rightly so. Well, guys, should we do shout-outs? Kate, do you have any? Well, I did reel off my list last week. I know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a podcast on its own, wasn't it? Kate, yeah. shout outs. And I had a pop at you, Sarah, for your lack of prep on shout outs. So I hope you heard that. Um, no. Oh, that's devastating. <laughs> Look at this. It's like getting homework now. <laughs> good, good to have you back. Thank you. Um, so good to have you back. Don't let me down. <laughs> no, I'm de- definitely kidding. Um, I have got one, but my name name's terrible. Is the young 15? I say young, let's not include her age in terms of the, the lady that beat Venus Williams. The tennis um, yes. Yeah, the you American know, girl. Oh, I shared it on our Facebook and I, I still can't remember it. It's, it's a how, difficult name to pronounce, um, but she was... How, um, how awesome was that story, though? That, like, yeah. at, at the net, she was just like, thank you because you're the reason I'm you're here. The like. reason. Yeah. And didn't That's she insane. sit the equivalent of her GCSEs the day before she qualified to play against Venus Williams? Like yeah, to me, phenomenal. that blows my mind at 15 years of age. What a story. And it like, you know, the, the occasion could have overcame her. Like she was playing her idol, like, you know, mm-hmm. on, on the world's arguably biggest know, but let's, stage. But, let's have a discussion about what we were doing when when we, we were 15. 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I, I was not beating Venus Williams at tennis. <laughs> <laughs> I was well, like, in, in my mind, I might have been. I was, uh, I think I was probably at a house party drinking Blue Wicked. That <laughs> yeah. was what well, I was yeah, doing. I, I was, I was probably taping things off the radio, like <gasps> trying to get it, like, like the timing right so you missed the answer. Did you do yes, that as well? Yes. <laughs> oh, everyone did that, didn't they? Uh, but no, massive congratulations to yes. her. You're right. She was so cool, calm and collected. Unbelievable thing that she's done and clearly a great future ahead of her. I think I'll make a commitment that Netball Nation, we should follow her story throughout mm-hmm. Wimbledon and kind of keep everyone updated and we'll obviously yeah, get her name sure. her name right when we do that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you for that, Kate. Mags, do you have any shout outs? Um, just the final one, really. Just an, another shout to Manchester City Council for being, you know, forward thinking, offering the facilities that they have to, you know, the three biggies in the uh, netball world um there's still some games to watch i think there's still the australia and the england game unfortunately the england game has sold out but i think there are still tickets available for the australia game if you have the time and you are able to get to it you know it's a it's a must why wouldn't you and it's it's also cool because i I saw like the men the knights men's team are playing um like curtain raises for that against oh, Barbados brilliant. and some other oh, nations nice. so brilliant. yeah you're getting plenty of value for money there yeah. that is really good it's, just a, it's a no-brainer if you've got the time and you you know I don't think they've outpriced it either get yourself there it's going to be amazing absolutely go yeah. do it and thank you again to Manchester City Council Sarah do you have any shout outs um I think just to the volunteers who are going to work at World Cup you know I, was, I saw on Twitter the other day that um they'd been to their training and they'd all got their stash and were excited but um 
we never forget in netball that it's pretty much run by volunteers and, and they make our sport happen. But for a World Cup as well, the, the number of volunteers that will be there and Liverpool's probably the friendliest city in the world and, and they'll be responsible for making everyone have a great time and, and being the face of the World Cup. So thank you to them in advance yeah. of, of what will, will be an amazing job, I'm sure, by them. I think they deserve a round of applause. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much in advance. Right. Thank you for that, guys. Um, as always, you can listen to our podcast by heading over to mynetballnation.com and follow us on all of the social platforms at mynetballnation. Girls, thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. See you all thank next you. week. Take See care. You. See you later. Bye. Bye. This is Netball Nation.